Hello, hello, Catherine Beaver here, your host, the voice for the Love Relationship Clinic podcast. Go ahead, pour yourself a cup of coffee, get cozy for a bit of conversation. Before we get started, I want to thank you for supporting me, for listening to my broadcast. I ask that if it's been a blessing, if it's truly been a blessing and you like the contents that you are hearing, will you subscribe to my channel and that you will pass it on so that others can be blessed. Our topic today is a good topic. So without any further ado, let's dive in. Today, we're going to take a stroll, as you would say, down memory lane. I want you to envision yourself walking through your life from the moment that you can remember anything about you, about your surroundings, about the people that was present. And I want you to just remember and walk through that journey of your life. I just want you to just take a few seconds, a few seconds of time and just remember people that have influenced you people that have loved you and you have loved, people that have come in your life and went out of your life, people that you maybe have always admired and you still to this day can remember what first inspired you about that person. The reason why I want us to remember and want us to gravitate to a specific time of our journey of life because all of the journey, all of your journey, it doesn't matter what age you are, when you started this journey of life, all of us at some point in time have experienced different emotions the same. Whether it was anger, whether it was joy, whether it was disappointment, whether it was anger or resentment or just being emotionally tired and expended in our thinking and giving and doing. This journey of life that God has blessed each of us to be on, it is just that. It is a journey to a place that God gave his life so that we can one day enjoy to be with him. And sometimes we get so bogged down in the present of just living this life. But when you journey back in time and you see the different transitions and you see the different things that God has allowed you to experience good, bad, and sometimes I say the ugly things. 
because all of us, if we were transparent and people could really just look into our lives, they would see some ugliness about what we experienced, what we were at one given time in our lives, because all of it brought us to where we are just now as I speak. That's why I said I just wanted you to just take a visual journey back in time and bring it all the way up to today. Who you are today, you were molded and sculptured by the purpose of God. You may think that it was all you're doing or your parents doing or your friends doing or your husband or your spouse or your children or your, your boss at work. You may give the credit to everybody else. But in reality and truth, you are where you are because God has purposed it to be. And nothing we can do to alter that. Nothing we can do to change or replace the things that God brought into our lives. Because he knew how to get us to where he wants us to be. And the purpose sometimes in the pain is to propel us into the things that otherwise we would not even step into. Sometimes we are so comfortable and we are so uh, at ease with life and we don't ever want to change it. We want to keep it just as it is. But at the same time, we know within ourselves that we have a greater something that's nudging at us, something that's eating away at us and saying, aren't you supposed to? Or uh, why aren't you doing? And and we try to, you know, we try to push that back and try not to, you know, deal with it because it's going to cause us to get out of our comfort zone and challenge us in a way that we don't feel comfortable. And I'm saying today that God has a purpose for our pain. He has a purpose for everything that he allows into our lives. You have heard me say that over and over, and you will continue to hear me say it. When I think about Acts, the fourth chapter, around the 28th verse, it sticks in my mind. It says simply this, they did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, at this particular time, we're talking about Herod and Pilate as they was trying to, you know, come against Jesus and trying to see how they was going to do away with it. But it all had a purpose. Each one of these men had a persistent time in life that they were going to come together and do this. God used everything everything, everything about your life, everything about you was already thought about, already planned before you were born. God had a purpose. And, and we as humans, we, we don't like struggles. 
We don't like trials of, of discomfort. We don't like pain. We don't like, you know, the, the anticipating of how we're going to do something and trying to figure it out. But one thing that I have done is realize that God will fulfill his plans for my life. Just like he did for Jesus. Jesus had a purpose for coming to earth. And that was none other than to die for our sins. And 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 he walked through every emotional thing that we could ever feel in our lives. He walked that out in his life while he was going through his journey. If he could be here today and we had a mic at his mouth and asking him direct questions, I know he would say the same thing that he said in this scripture. It won't change. My grace is sufficient for every phase of your life because I taken it upon myself and I died for it so that you would be empowered to go through it. And the thing of it is, we don't want it. We we look at our lives and we, we want comfort. We want everything to be peaches and we want roses, petals everywhere. We want our lives just to be good. But one thing I understand and I want you to 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 understand to the fullest is that God knows about your pain. God knows about your frustrations, your shortcomings. He knows about those things that you just keep on doing repeatedly, even though you know in your heart you want to stop, but somehow you keep, maybe I'm just talking to me, but you keep drawing yourself back to those things, and you've heard me say that. But in reality, when we just stop and look back through our lives, it was God. It was all planned. I, who we were, who we were born to, and and people have asked me questions like, why do parents or mother give their kids up for adoption? Is that part of God's plan, or why do God suffer um, abortion? Um, aren't, aren't those babies important to God? Oh my God, I've been asked some really deep questions. And all I can go back to is what the scripture says. His purpose will be fulfilled. That's why that scripture just helps me sometimes when I am struggling, trying to understand where I am and why I'm right there. You know, because sometimes, like I say, we want to escape pain. We want to uh, escape uh, going through struggles, but those are the very things that's making us be greater and doing a greater work in our lives than we can even imagine. One day we will look back, sort of like what I'm asking you to do that today, is to look back and, and we realize we're better, we're better, we're stronger, we're more digital. We're, we're more uh, in love with life. We're more uh, uh, passionate about things because 
certain things in our lives we walk through, we gain knowledge of. And that knowledge, you've heard me say that as well. Nobody else can take that from you. Once you know something, can't nobody sway you from it. And some things in our lives, God has just precisely placed just so that we will gain a, a more insight to where we're going. And so don't fight so hard. Don't, don't, don't hate where you are so bad that, that, that you can't wait to get to the next season of your life. Because baby girl, baby boy, let me tell you, sometimes what you have to go through to get to your next season you may want to stay where you are because it's going to cost you something. And, and it's going to cost you something that you maybe didn't even know was inside of you to give. But God knew it was there. And he knew that it was going to take this precise thing at this precise time to bring it out of you. And all of us, like I said, we all want to always know what's going to happen the next moment of our lives. We want to always know what's, what our story is and how it's going to end. But that's all sovereign God's business. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. He is the one that has your purpose, my purpose, already laid out. And it says, the way the scripture says, it was decided beforehand beforehand, beforehand, before we were even thought about in our mama's womb. God had a plan. And your plan don't look like mine. And sometimes I have faltered in my life as I glance back through my life trying to be something that I wasn't because I wanted to be like somebody else or I wanted this or I wanted that but I'm learning to take it as God gives it and I think back to when I was writing the book God of My Storms when I sit down to write it I thought you know it would take maybe maybe a good three months at the most to get it written and then you know what I thought the process was going to be, I guess you could say swiftly. I was going to move from point B to point C to point D, and that's the way it was going to be. I would have never imagined all that taking place from the beginning when I sit down to write God of My Storms to two years and something before it was actually published. And what I walked through those years and why God sometimes say, hold up, wait. I had to wait. I had to learn to wait. And that wasn't easy because I'm looking at, you told me, God, to write this book. But at the same time, you're telling me, hold up. 
and then I'm going through this and I'm going through that and I'm going through this but I'm supposed to be writing the book I didn't understand but the more I prayed and trusted God's leading the more I understood and I understand it even better after the journey that God knew just where he was trying to get me he knew where that was I didn't and it taken all that I walked through to get me to a place in him where I can share with others that yes your pain is worth the while nobody wants to nobody wants to experience pain nobody wants to experience frustration and loss and all of those things that cause our our minds to just wither sometimes like what is really going on God but God will never ever be before his time or behind his time did you hear what I said he will never be before his time or behind his time God is sovereign he's right now he will always have the answer. So I encourage you today to not fight so hard to get out of where you are right now, even if it's painful. It may be joyful, and you may want that to last forever. It may be a paid place in your life where there's no tension, no, no, no animosity, no, you know, resentment towards anything or anybody, and you're just sailing alone, and you want it to stay that way. But, but let me tell you, it will change. Uh, yeah, God's got something else that He's gonna bring into your life that's gonna challenge you. But no, but embrace it. Don't fight it. Embrace it. Seek his face about it and grow. Because you don't know your latter end of life, just what God says here, he knew beforehand what was going to happen in your life, just like he did Jesus at, at, at him going through all that he had to go through to even go to the cross. It was all predestined. It was all arranged it was all written out it was all planned your life is the same way so don't fight so hard learn to embrace I end that on that note because I want you to be blessed and I want you to think on it think on it think on it Hope that you continue to be blessed. And if you have been blessed today with the topic that we discussed, share it, like it, subscribe to this channel so that I can continue to be able to put forth the contents that people are blessed to hear. And it changes their life because I want it to be uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring. So thank you and be blessed and love somebody. Lord, help me to hold it together. 
Have you ever been there where it seemed like the bottom of all your plans are now on the floor? And you don't know what to do next. You are frustrated because nothing that you thought you heard from God it seemed like it's coming together. And the more you work towards it, the further behind you seem like you are. Lord, help me hold it together. Help me to keep it together in my mind, in my spirit, in my heart. Lord, I want to believe. I want to trust. I want to depend. Help me to hold it together. That should be our cry when we feel as if nothing else is working. Out of all we've done, out of all we've given, out of all we've put forth, and still it seems like it's not enough. Lord, help me to hold it together. When I think about the different things in history that has taken place, all the many, many tragedies that has taken our nation, oh my God, and, and, and just laid us down because it just taken us off our feet. 9-11, who can forget? Always remember where you are. When somebody mentioned 9-11, you just automatically remember where you were at that precise moment when you heard about the Twin Towers. And 2020 and 2021 was another devastating hit for the, as in history for the United States and the world. All the lives that COVID-19 and all the diseases related to, all the sicknesses related to COVID-19, the lives that was taken, the fathers, the husbands, the children, the aunts, the uncles, the grandparents. When we think about that devastation, sometimes it just won't leave our minds. Our minds sometimes are just constantly bombarded with what's going on in our world and we can't seem to get a toehold and get stable. That is the time to cry out, Lord, help me to hold this thing together. I got to keep believing. I got to keep trusting. I got to keep believing. I got to keep standing on the truth. Help me to hold it together. I think about Mark 6, chapter the 45th through the 52nd verses. It's when the disciples was on the sea with Jesus and he was asleep in the stern of the ship. And a storm came up and the disciples, they were fishermen. They knew a trade. They knew how to deal with storms. They knew how to handle a boat in the midst of a storm. But but for some reason, that storm clouds was maybe a little bit more frightening. Maybe the winds were buffer, 
buffeting the ship against the ships in such a way. It, the scripture did say water was coming onto the ship. And they, they thought that they were going to drown out of all we've been through with Jesus. And all we've been through going through, walking with him and, and building up faith in him. Why would he allow us to get out here on this ship and we're about to drown? They got hysterical. Have you ever been there? Yes, I have. Have you been there? And if you be honest, you just say yes. It is hard to focus and it's hard to, uh, to, to grab a hold sometimes to our faith in those moments. But I'm telling you, you've got to cry out, Lord, help me hold it together. When things is pushing up against you, and you are saying, no, 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 I'm going to stand. And then the opposition is pushing even harder. And, and, and then you're breaking a little bit. And you can feel yourself giving way. You can feel your knees getting weak. And those are the moments you have to cry out and say, Lord, help me to hold this thing together. There are some dark days sometimes. Just like the disciples, we think we finna drown. We think everything is going to be lost. We think even our life itself is a possibility to be lost. And, and the disciples, they did, I do commend them because they went to the help. They, they, they went to him, but they went to him in doubt. You, are you going to just sleep down here and let us die? In a sense, that's what they were saying. You, you do realize that there's a storm out on the sea and we're about to die. We're about to drown. Jesus could not have been resting so peaceful if he had not already known they were getting to the other side, just like he said that they was when they entered the ship. So many times God can tell us to do stuff, one, two, three. And before we can get to step five, we done gave out of faith. And we ready to toss it all in. And God then already tell you that at the end of six, <laughs> your blessing is going to come. But we can't make it to six because we stuck at five. We're in phase five and, and, and it's overwhelming us like, like the storm did the disciples. And, and, and they were ready to throw in the towel. But Jesus was calm. Why? Because he had what it took to hold it together. And he shared with them what it takes to hold it together. When things are falling apart and things are coming, opposition is coming at you from the left, the right, the front, the back. It's coming. And you don't know what to do. Jesus had the answer. Stand in faith. Help me hold this thing together. And I can remember uh, when my dad died almost a year ago in a few months. That thing took me by storm. I, I'm just going to say that. It, it was. It was like a dark storm because it was just a few weeks I just buried my husband. And so I was just trying to get back to just trying to move through the day and take care of my dad. And then all of a sudden, God already knew what he was going to do. Him and my dad already had talked about it, apparently. But me being taken off 
guard. I tell you what, in the inside of me was screaming, but nobody could hear it. <laughs> nobody could hear the pain I was feeling. They was with me. They was looking at me. They could see the tears. They could hear, hear me cry, but they didn't know the cry of my soul because my soul was in agony. And all I could do in my inner self was to say, God, help me. Help me. In a sense, I was saying, help me hold it together because I'm about to fall apart. Because what's going on now, I can't handle it. So it's a good place to allow God to be God. And when I relinquished what I was feeling totally into the hands of God, it was then that he did just what he did with the disciples when he got up and he spoke to the winds and he said, peace be still. Come on now. That's what God had to say to my heart. When I relinquished how I was hurting and I didn't understand and, and all of those things that was pulling and come against me. But once I relinquished it to God in my inner being, help me, help me to hold it together. God came and he spoke to that situation. Peace, be still. And your situation is not too hard for God. If my situation wasn't too hard and, and, and when they were out there with the disciples on that, that, that stormy sea, it wasn't too hard for God. Ain't nothing too hard that God will not come. And he may not rescue you right then, but I guarantee if you believe him to give you what you need to hold on, as I say, help you to keep it together, I guarantee you his grace will get you on through the other side of it. I am so thankful that I have a God that I can trust. Because when I couldn't verbally say it, my soul and my spirit said it. And God heard. And he was there. And he delivered. And today I'm walking in victory of that. I am constantly reminded when things are not going the way that I think they should be going. God, help me hold it together. Meaning I want my faith in you, God, to be built up more. So I'm going to sing a song. I'm just going to start praising. I'm not waiting till Sunday morning. I don't have to, you don't have to wait till Sunday morning to start giving God a thank you praise. Thank you that it's already worked out. Thank you that you're already going before me. Thank you, God, that you're the super glue that's holding me together. Because when we look at the crisis in our world, we don't have to go to another country to deal with war. It's war right on our street corners, up and down our cities and states. Everywhere you look, gun violence. Everywhere you look, oh my goodness, all kind of domestic 
violence right here, right around us. And if we are not careful, we will lose heart. But in the midst of everything, we have to cry out, God, help me to hold it together. Help me to be that light in darkness where whether it's on my job and, 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 and people are acting, ah, as they say, throwing shade. Come on now. Everything you do right, people got something negative to say about it. But even at that, help me to help me to walk like you, God. Help me to talk like you. Help me to be the light in the darkness. Ha! That's what God is wanting all of us to recognize. It's not the time to crumble. It's not the time to fall apart. It's the time to stand strong. And the only way we're going to stand strong is to build up our faith through the word of God. Let the word of God be our truth. And you can say truth over and over and over again. Truth is what God says. I don't care what media says. I don't care what the president says. I don't care what Congress says. I don't care what God says. That is what I believe. That is my truth. And so when things get rough and things get hard and I have to cry out, Lord, help me to hold this thing together, I'm going to trust you. God always, not sometimes, he always comes through because he's God and he has a perfect timing. We done talked about that on many occasions. So I don't know what you're faced with. Your tragedy may not be my tragedy. Your crisis may not be my crisis. Your struggle may not be like anybody else's. But one thing is for sure, all of us will face different struggles, crises, situations beyond our ability to fix. And in those moments, cry out to God, God, help me to hold it together. Your faith is the super glue. Your faith it's what holds everything else in place. When you can trust in your God to do. Even when I was in my worstest pain. My inner person knew. My inner spirit man knew who to call on. And I can remember even years prior to that. My middle brother, Claude, he was in the hospital and he was going through a battle. He was going through a battle. It was touch and go so many times. and It, it was hard. He was being attacked on every side. And I can remember God leading me one day to go up to the hospital and to pray. That's what I thought. God wanted me to do. I thought he wanted me to go and have prayer with my brother, even though he was in a state of unconsciousness. You hearing what I'm saying? He was in a state of unconsciousness, but God wanted me to go pray with him. And when I got there, God's spirit said to me, 
This is what I want you to speak to his spirit. The spirit man, not your brother. Oh my goodness, do you hear what I'm saying? Not your brother. Speak to his spirit. Oh my God. So, so I release what God told me to tell his spirit. And even in the worst, well, the doctors didn't even know how. He came out of that thing. He came out, he came through. And God was showing all of us, it's not the time to fall apart. It's the time to stand strong on your faith. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. To hold this thing together. And my brother went on to be able to change his life and give his life to Christ before he went to be with the Lord. And that is a testimony to let us all know that no matter how bad things get, your spirit person is very much alive. Like I said with, with my situation, my spirit was crying out to the living God. And he heard me. And he delivered me. And he saw me through that storm of my life. And since then, he has never stopped. When some days when I'm heavy and I'm thinking about my loved ones, I say in a whisper to God, help me. Help me to hold on and be strong. And he always comes through. So I'm encouraging you today. I don't know what your crisis is. I know what you're faced with. But the cry of your heart should be, God, help me to hold it together. Your faith is the super glue. Now you be blessed.